What's going on there, Youth Pastors? Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. And it seems I am also the host of COVID-19. That's right, COVID-19 living inside my body this past week. Good news is I'm on the backside of that. And so that's why I'm able to get up and actually uh, speak to you uh, without coughing into the microphone. Big shout out to all of you that are coming in for the first time and listening to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part. You took a chance by hitting that play button, and I hope I will not disappoint you. And for those that are regulars, well, you know I've been disappointing you for years now. So thank you for listening anyway. And don't tell the new people, okay? Just let's keep that between us. I jest, I joke, I I make fun. You know I appreciate your time and your attention, and I always try to give my best here on the show because many of you find yourself in the new year, and uh, some of you are in uh, maybe good places, some of you maybe not so good places. I don't really know. I hope that you're in the good places. If you're not in the good places, well, my prayers go out to you. And know this, that this time, this season you may be in, will not last forever. The Lord sees you and the Lord is busy preparing places for you to go. If you are into sports like me, you know the term locker room culture. And that locker room culture is what we're going to be talking about today. If you're not familiar with locker room culture, locker room culture is the leadership culture within a locker room. Uh, Not so much what is played out on the field. It it directly impacts what happens on the field uh, a lot of times because if the locker room culture is no good, then usually the product is not great as well. And today that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about uh, whose job is it to create culture in your youth ministry and what are the cornerstones of a great culture in youth ministry. Before I get into that today, this show is brought to you today by my youth ministry playbook. You've heard me say it on the previous show and maybe the past two previous shows, plans fix problems. Plans fix problems. Now ask yourself, what are my problems this year? What what is what is going on in my youth ministry? Am I having a discipleship problem? Am I having an outreach problem? Am I having a fellowship problem or a worship problem? Or maybe you're having a youth meeting problem. You're having a problem with generating uh, more students being there. Or you're having a problem with simply being organized and getting things on your calendar and being committed to things. And if that is you today, I have the resource for you, and that is my Youth Ministry Playbook. My Youth Ministry Playbook is an all-in-one problem solver, and it doesn't just solve problems. It's going to help you build a successful youth ministry this year in 2024. Let me tell you just a few of the things you're going to get in my youth ministry playbook. You're going to get your 2024 calendar pages. You're going to get over 20 of my best youth ministry articles. You're going to get checklists. You're going to get forms. I have one, two, three, four eBooks that are in there and growing. I'm actually adding to it. So when you purchase it and I add something to it, you're going to get updated and you're actually going to get more eBooks inside of your uh, my youth ministry playbook. In addition to that, there are one, two, three, four, five, six free guides in there. Guides to things like uh, Youth Pastor's Guide to Planning Unforgettable Trips, or the Youth Pastor's Guide to Creating a Code of Conduct, or Launching Well, the Youth Pastor's Guide to Graduation, which is only coming up in five months. Do you have a plan for that, or is that a problem? If it's a problem, you need a plan. You're also going to receive my Youth Meeting Playbook, 
packed with more articles, forms, checklists. It's got a youth group meeting planners, 52 sheets that you can have there, make as many copies as you need. Uh, in fact, you can make copies of everything of the My Youth Ministry Playbook, so you can give it to your adult leaders or student leaders or whoever you might want to give it to. Uh, it also contains squad goals, which is a goal-setting course. There are seven lessons in there with audio, with worksheets. So if you don't have your goals set yet for the year, now's the time to do that. And let me offer you one comment from Desiree. Desiree says, absolutely loved your playbook. It helped my team and I can see clearly what we are doing and understand how to best grow our ministry. Our meetings are more productive and we leave with a sense of accomplishment and ready to lead our youth. Thank you so much for that, Desiree. And if you are needing a plan, if you got problems and you need a plan, I will put a link down in the show notes to my youth ministry playbook, and you can check it out for yourself. If you do decide to get it, it is a great opportunity and a way to support this podcast and the training and coaching I do with youth workers all over the world. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is about building a winning culture in your youth ministry. Because listen, in the heart of every successful team, beyond carefully crafted plays and honed skills lies a pulsing beat, the team culture. While coaches set the stage with structure and game plans, it's the players who breathe life into the locker room, shaping the atmosphere that can elevate or undermine performance. As former NFL center Jeff Saturday eloquently said on ESPN one day, coaches build structure, players build culture. And I have to say, I love that quote. And you should love it too, because I'm going to try to lift a burden from some of your shoulders today, because you think you're in charge of how everybody's supposed to feel and how everybody is supposed to act and how everybody's supposed to treat one another. Listen, you are the leader and you lead by example, but it's awfully hard to create culture when you only see students two hours a week. The students we lead, on the other hand, are in each other's texts, snaps, and DMs all week, which we have no control over. The culture is being built beyond us, like it or not, which means we can influence it, but we cannot set it or control it. So then how do we, as youth pastors, build a positive, supportive, and contagious culture of faith? Let's start with the cornerstones of a winning culture. The first is respect and trust. The foundation of any strong culture is mutual respect. You may expect or demand respect from your students, but how much do they trust and respect each other? This is why you hear coaches say, play for the man next to you. The coach knows he is not taking the field, but must give those players a reason to play beyond a paycheck, records, or status. Students and your volunteers must value each other's strengths and weaknesses, fostering an environment where open communication and constructive criticism are embraced. How good are you at building a we're all in this together environment? How much do you foster a have each other's back type of mentality? The second cornerstone in a winning culture is accountability and ownership. Great youth ministries hold both individual and collective accountability. I have been banging on the drum for 30 years about students owning the youth ministry because if they own it, they'll fight for it. If we own it, it's just another commodity, and we are just another salesman selling that commodity. 
Scripture commends us, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, Hebrews 10, 24. And that's not just something a pastor says to a congregation. That's something that somebody in the congregation should be saying to somebody else. It's not just our role to spur the congregation on or spur the group on. It is the responsibility of the group we lead to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And listen, if you can do that, love and good deeds, those are pretty good. That's, that's a winning culture in my book. See, this is why students and volunteers must be allowed to lead, make mistakes, learn from them, and strive for constant improvement. This benefits the whole youth ministry. It's our role to initiate, to motivate the leaders in both our students and volunteers to push each other towards living, loving, and serving for the sake of Christ. The third cornerstone in a winning culture is positivity and resilience. Your youth ministry will experience trouble, hardship, and even tragedy. What will keep your youth ministry from collapsing? It will not be the curriculum you are teaching, the games you are playing, but it will be your relationship with those who are leaders within your youth ministry. Romans 12, 15, English Standard Version says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. How good is your group at being empathetic towards one another, encouraging one another, sharing in each other's troubles and hardships. That's the thing about tragedy and hardship. It brings people together. In my little town of Pleasant Grove, many years ago, there was a tornado. And it didn't matter whether you hated the neighbor next door. It didn't matter whether you cared whether they you know, didn't cut their lawn. When a tornado swept through there and destroyed half the city, everybody cared for everybody. Now, your youth ministry may never suffer a tornado at, at scale in your, in your city, but you may have spiritual tornadoes, whether it's gossip that's getting loose or volunteers that do stupid things, or you may be in a number slump. Whatever that is, when that spiritual tornado comes through, the question is, will your group get together and say, this youth ministry is worth fighting for? And that's going to depend on the culture that is being built right now. I can remember going through many spiritual tornadoes in many different youth groups, and it was the team of students or volunteers who took up the slack and kept their head up during those tough times. Students would give more, serve more, encourage more, because we were all in this together. This unwavering positivity starts with us and fuels that resistance, allowing the ministry to bounce back from challenges and remain focused on the ultimate goal of loving God and each other and serving the Lord. So how do you build and continue to build a culture not only committed to God, but to each other? Let me offer you a few building bricks. Leadership emerges is not assigned. Effective leadership doesn't reside solely in the captain's armband. I put that in quotation marks. Just because you're the captain of the team doesn't mean you're the best leader. It just means you're a captain. Your best influences may not have the title of leader. Every student and volunteer has the potential to inspire someone. Encourage leaders to lead by example, hold others accountable, and offer words of encouragement. Take those aside who love your youth ministry, lead in your youth ministry, and coach them up and tell them what you say and how you live carries weight. Use it for good. 
I have an idea that this is what Jesus did with Peter, James, and John. Keep an eye on incoming students and volunteers, as well as those who may emerge from the crowd. And that's an important point there. Remember, leaders emerge. They're not assigned. And so we have to be able to catch that and go, oh, there's an emerging leader right there. How can I help them become a better leader? And not only that, how can I help them help build the kind of culture in our youth ministry it needs? Embrace individuality, celebrate unity. And I would even throw in the word diversity. I know it's a a buzzword, and to some it's even a cuss word to some, but consider the diversity of the disciples and their varied backgrounds, the 120 in the upper room and the 3,000 that were added to the church on Pentecost, all diverse but one spirit. A winning culture thrives on diversity. Your body depends on diversity. You can't be all hands, feet, and eyes. Just as the body through one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so that as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14. Students come from different backgrounds with unique personalities and serving styles. Celebrate these differences while finding common ground. Foster a sense of unity and consistently paint a picture of we, not me. Remind your group often, individual strengths combined create an unstoppable force. The third brick I would share is shared rituals and traditions. Camp, retreats, revivals, missions trips forge lasting memories and build a sense of belonging. Yes, these are monument moments, but it doesn't matter whether it's pre-service prayer, sharing a meal, or a shared community service project. Rituals weave the threads of fellowship into the fabric of your youth ministry. If you don't have any rituals, start creating some this year. Remember, youth pastors, you may provide the blueprint, but it's the students and volunteers who lay the bricks and mortar of a winning culture. By embracing the principles of respect, accountability, and positivity, and through shared experiences and leadership, students and volunteers can transform your locker room, your youth ministry, into a crucible where individual talents melt together to forge a team in unity and destined for greatness. So youth pastors, go ahead and strategize, but let the students lead the way. For it is they who hold the true power to build a culture that transcends victories and defeats, leaving an indelible mark on the youth ministry and each other. And that is it for today's episode, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, if you're brand spanking new and you want more episodes like this, we'll go ahead and click the subscribe button. And that's exactly what will happen. If you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time and your attention. And if you really enjoyed this episode and you want to help get the word out about this podcast, go ahead and leave some stars and a comment wherever you are listening to this podcast. And listen, if nobody is telling you that you're doing a great job, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're only going to get better, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.